All right. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Open House Uncensored Podcast. That's right, y'all. We are at number five. I literally have a handful of episodes now. <laughs> Yay, me. Yay. Um, but y'all already know what to do before we get started. I need you guys to sign in. I need you guys to go ahead to IG. Look for my Instagram, Sess, S-E-S-T-H-E, Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Look for me, look for the latest post, and go ahead and let me know that you're listening, okay? You know, tell me that you're listening, tell me that you shared it, tell me that you're going to share it, um... Tell me something good, anything that you noticed or anything that you heard that kind of stuck out to you um, throughout this episode, go back, comment, and let me know about it. Now, if it's something bad, I do ask that you just PM me, okay? Like, DM me, make that private, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just hit your girl on the, you know what I'm saying, on a private messenger. But I absolutely do appreciate any feedback I can get, you know what I'm saying? It lets me know that you guys are listening, you guys are tuning in. And I want to know that the content I'm bringing is, is is helpful. You know what I'm saying? So, again, y'all, welcome to the fifth podcast of the um, Open House Uncensored podcast, y'all. I'm just so excited. I got a big old smile on my face. I'm pretty sure you can hear it because I've always heard when I worked in the call center, they can hear you smiling. So, just know I am cheesing so very hard, okay? But today episode, let me tell y'all something. Okay, flag. All right, but today's episode is it's gonna be about something that I've been waiting to talk about. I done kind of touched on it a little bit here and there in the uh previous episodes, but today, y'all, we're gonna talk about leases, okay? And the reason being is because the title of this podcast is gonna be Texas is a renter state. Ooh, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying. I know you're over there like, how the rent estate? Like, girl, no, people are still buying. People are still selling in this market. What are you talking about? That may be very true, but guess what? Rent is at an all-time high, and I ain't talking about price-wise either. It's at an all-time high. People are renting, okay? There are tons of people in the state of Texas, especially in DFW, that are now renting, okay? Even those who have sold their homes and couldn't find a home, they're renting, Okay? And I'm pretty sure all of our landlords, all of our investors and those who own properties are just on cloud nine right now. And kudos to y'all. Kudos to y'all. Because that's probably about the last kudos you finna get from me throughout this whole episode. Um, I guess until I own my own <laughs> little rental property. But as of right now, as of right now, I don't like y'all. Mm-mm. I don't like y'all. I just, I do not like the renting market. I don't like none of it. It's just making me sick. It's getting on my nerves. Okay. Um. So first things first, we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Let's talk about what leasing is. Um. I'm pretty sure everybody knows if you listen to the podcast, Uh. but if you just so happen to be like my child's age, you may not know. So um, cause she do be listening. Shout out to my, to my oldest. I, I do appreciate her. Um, but basically leasing is just another word for renting. Okay. So right now we have tons of investors or, you know, just, I, I guess you call everybody an investor cause you're investing in real estate at that point. So yeah, we have tons of people who have rental properties and they are, um, you know, looking for renters and basically you are using somebody's 
property for a fee. So Johnny owns a home and Johnny like, you know, I don't want to stay here no more. I'm going to give him another house, but I don't want to lose this house. I want to keep it because I can make some money off of it. And then Johnny was like, okay, I'm going to lease it. And then Lisa was like, all right, bet. I need somewhere to stay real quick. And I can't really buy right now, so I'm going to rent. And then they, you know, come up with a little deal. And Lisa move in. Lisa pay him a fee. And with that fee covers the mortgage, because I'm pretty sure most of these people still have a mortgage on these homes. And um, it's also intended to put a little bread in their pocket. Bread also meaning money, okay? It's nothing wrong with that. That's a form of what? Passive income. Everybody wants, I don't care what you say. Some people say they like working hard, but if you had the opportunity to not work hard, come on now. So with uh, rental properties, you have the opportunity to earn money while not physically being there. You don't have to actually work. And if you're real smart and real savvy, you probably would never see the place. <laughs> like, you probably have a property management company manage it for you. You would have vendors that take care of stuff like a handyman or whatever who would do all the fixing that needs to be done. So you probably honestly wouldn't even see the place. It would be no need um, unless you're just super hands-on and just nosy and just kind of want to, you know, take a look at your own property or whatever. But, you know, it's a form of passive income. So shout out to all y'all investors who got it. Great for y'all. Glad business is booming for you guys. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm going to just go ahead and jump into it. I think I just said earlier, I don't like it. It's really getting on my nerves. And as a realtor who who is trying to help people rent, my blood pressure is probably pro- probably near 200. I, sometimes I do feel like I'm almost at stroke level. And um it's for no reason. It's for no good reason. So let's go ahead and just jump into it. All right. When it comes to the to the um to the rentals, I have a couple of frustrations, and I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this without cussing. <laughs> First of all, when we go online. This this for my realtors. My realtors are going to be able to relate to me. And anybody else who is listening, this is going to give you an idea of what goes through a realtor's mind. Well, my mind, okay? Because sometimes I be having to stop and think, like, what in the hell is going on? So let's start off from the beginning. The listings, okay? Usually a realtor will formulate you a list. It will be automatically generated. Sends to our client, client picks the home, we see the pictures. Now, I get it. We want our stuff to sell. That's the whole idea. You know, you're supposed to create this image and give people this feel that makes them want to come out and see the property. But but you have to remember, realtors, they're coming to see the property, okay? So your pictures cannot be looking like a 10. And then when we get over there, I'm trying to figure out where in the hell I am, okay? I'm trying to figure out if anybody has been to this home in the last four or five months, Um I'm trying to figure out why do I need a can of roach spray with me? Um, 
you know, I know we're wearing masks for COVID and stuff, but I, I feel like I'd be needing a suit or something to walk up in some of these listings, okay? Y'all, y'all can't, you, you cannot have pictures up here that look all nice and luxurized. And then we get to the house, and ain't no appliances, okay? Because that has happened before. Literally, microwave, stove, oven, uh, dishwasher, gone. Baby, where did it go? <laughs> I'm, you know, because me and the client trying to figure out, okay, did the people break in and steal this stuff? Is this a bad neighborhood? What's happening here? Or did y'all take it out? And if y'all took it out, uh, was the stove and stuff that you had in here on the pictures, was it just for staging purposes? Because I know, you know, that we teach our clients that they need to stage their homes because it help them, help them sell faster. You know what I'm saying? Um, but with the rentals, you know, most people, they're already renting. Like, like people already be asking me, like, why do people take their refrigerators? I have no clue, okay? Maybe they need it. I don't know. It used to be uh, an appliance that came with houses, and it's not so much, even in these new homes. Like, some people used to get a refrigerator and a washing dryer, Get that thrown into their deal. Now, not so much. You need. You just got to be prepared. You got to have your washer, your dryer, and your refrigerator, okay? So, I need for my realtors to stop acting like real estate agents, okay? Because, you know, realtors, we're a little bit top-notch. I'm going to need y'all to come with it. I'm going to need y'all to make sure these listings are matching up, okay, with the pictures that you're putting online, okay? Um. Because it really does become, you know, frustrating, especially when you done drove all over town and the place wasn't just like five or ten minutes from your house. And then you get over there and you're like, OK, I'm scared to go in. But can y'all go in? Oh, I need to go in with y'all. Mm, I'm going to just stand right here at the door. Like, I don't be want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't be want to do that. So I'm going to need y'all to get it together. I'm going to need y'all to straighten it out. I just think that's wrong and I think it's bogus and I, I just think it's I just think it's weird. And if you're just so happen to be a real because this does happen. This this has happened to me before uh, with the lease listing. If you are dealing with a client who does not want to listen, like who is absolutely just like, hey, I don't want to follow none of your directions. I don't want any of your advice. Um, I'm going to leave my house how it is. I'm not going to really put too much into it. I'm not going to straighten it up too much. I, I almost want to say leave them. Like, if, if you're not too pressed for the funds, leave them. Leave them. Because I am telling you now, <laughs> you may get a tenant in that house who may cuss you from A to Z, okay? I ain't going to say I experienced this, but I ain't going to say I didn't experience this. But... If, if your client can't be open-minded and understand that they got to clean the hell up, they have to straighten some stuff up, they have to paint, they have to, you know, you have to bring the house back up to a standard. It cannot just look like one person lived in it and then it's like, boom, go ahead and live in here after them. Nobody wants that and nobody deserves that, okay? Like, nobody deserves that. Everybody is spending their hard-earned money here and I always say to to keep a good, to keep a tenant and to make them a good tenant, you got to give them something to appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they may be renting. It may not seem as big of a deal to you, but for a, for a person who understands people, 
not just about making a dollar. You actually understand people. You will know that, hey, this is an investment, meaning I have to invest into this property and I have to make this property look decent and make sure it is decent. Don't just make sure it look decent. Make sure it is decent. It's okay for you to get a, um, not even necessarily a whole inspection, but just have like a, a handyman or somebody come out and y'all go over the house. You know, there's wear and tear. So whatever you can get fixed, get fixed. You know what I'm saying? You want to make sure your people are comfortable because that's how you create longevity. Like that's how you create um, people like tenants who want to stay. You ever had somebody who be like, man, I thought y'all owned this house the whole time, but they've been living there for like 25, 30 years. And you're just like, man, y'all don't own this home? It's like, no. But the landlord was good to them. You know what I'm saying? Like the landlord took care of them. Um, The landlord saw about them. And they became so comfortable that they stayed. So guess what? Their landlord didn't miss a paycheck. Their landlord was steady getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how you do it. So you want to make sure that what you're presenting online is what you're going to present in real life. Okay, if the house is not ready, realtors, it's okay for y'all to put in the private remarks the house is not ready. Just here, like what a couple of days ago, I drove an hour to go see a place with somebody, and we get there, and the people are moving out, like literally in the middle of moving out. I'm talking about this lady got bras and stuff everywhere, and I'm like, Lord, but we had to go see the house because I drove too far. I was like, uh, uh-uh, we gotta go see this house. <laughs> I don't know when I'm gonna be back over here. <laughs> So we go in and, of course, the person had an open mind, so they were able to kind of look past at the fact that somebody was moving. And we were just basically looking more at things like, um, you know, the walls and stuff like that, like the fixtures, like fixtures and tile fixtures and stuff. And we know that, well, we assume that the house will be clean (laughs) and that somebody will come over and straighten out anything that needs to be straightened out, right? But everybody don't have an open mind. So it's okay for you to say, well, hey, the house is not ready yet. You know, make sure you're talking with um, the current tenants and ensuring like, hey, have y'all moved out? You know, have y'all, you know, done what all y'all need to do? Go over and inspect the place and then make it available for showing. That's what I would do. Um, I have had a... a Landlord before, though, tell me what, well, and it was because they were so pressed for time, too. They had to uh, leave um, by a certain date. Um, and it was kind of like a quick, like, oh, hey, I got this coming up, so I got to move quick. So we did have to show the home while they had some things in there. But that was in the remarks, like, hey, please be mindful, you know, current, you know, tenant or whatever is moving, like, you know, just be mindful. It's okay. To give your counterparts a head up, a heads up is what I'm saying. Like it's okay for y'all to give us a heads up and to let us know what we're gonna walk into. Um, another thing that I'm sick of with these rentals are the prices. Y'all, so the same way everybody is sick and tired of um the market and how the market is so inflated and it's going up. Guess what? When housing prices are up, rental prices are up too. And in this market, what I want everybody to keep in mind is really sit here and think about it. 
If you got people who you know who have fallen out of their contracts, okay, on buying a house, you know, they told you they're going to get ready to purchase a house for some reason, closing day gets pushed back, some reason they fall out the contract, some reason they get priced out, interest rates rising. Those people still need somewhere to go. So what's the quickest thing for you to do? If you know you've been under contract and your contract was not fulfilled, once you realize you're about to be homeless, what's the first thing you do? You go to look to rent somewhere, okay? You go to look to rent. So you're like, boom, I need a rent house. So where the landlords have been able to really like uh, step in this game and, you know, pick up a lot of funds from folks is the simple fact that it's the urgency. They can provide the convenience for people who need to do something quickly, you know, because I mean, moving into a rent house, I mean, shoot, you be in there in two weeks. Like it's, it's nothing, you know? So they're understanding that these people are in a need and pretty much nobody wants to be homeless. So even if you think you can't crank out a little extra funds, you'll find a way to do it to try to make sure you got shelter, to make sure you have a roof over your head. So I look, rental market is going up too. They're like, hey, I can charge you more because I know you need it. It's a need. You know what I'm saying? So now they're out here and they're charging all these high prices. And what's bothering me is that the prices are not matching up with the homes. So we just talked about pictures not matching up with the homes. The prices are not matching up with the homes. Or are they? You know, has our market changed in a way where $1,500 looks differently? You know, you can't, you can't look at what your cousin is saying when they went to go rent their house back in 2012 and had they only paying $1,500 for a four-bedroom, four-bath house. That just doesn't happen anymore here. We do have a new normal here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So sometimes that is something that, you know, us as realtors are having to make sure that we are emphasizing to our clients. Like we're making sure that we let you know, like, I know you frustrated. So that's the point in this podcast right now. Right now, I can actually say to you, hey, I understand. I get what you're saying. I am where you are. Um, and the only reason why I'm saying I can say it more freely here on a podcast than I can in person, because if I keep saying it to you, like, yeah, I understand this is wrong. This is wrong. It's really not going to help you move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to be like, yeah, so so I shouldn't be buying right or I shouldn't be renting right. No, I didn't say that. What I can say is, hey, I can see your frustration. Hey, I get why you feel the way you feel. However, I have to bring you back to reality and let you know, y'all, this is a new normal, okay? This is a new normal. $1,500 is probably going to look like a house from 1980 with a whole bunch of wood paneling and no updates, probably a little green carpet in the bathroom, okay? That's just what that is. That's what it's going to be. Because if I continue to let you go down the hole that you're going through, which is the complaining, we're never going to move anywhere. And then you're going to be stuck out because these rent houses go quick, okay? So another thing with prices, um, I am noticing that realtors are starting to ask for offers, on these rent houses and that is absolutely blowing me i mean it is absolutely the audacity for me i'm like people are already dealing with the whole multiple offer situation when it comes to purchasing and selling a home you mean to tell me we have to deal with this with the leases too 
But honestly, um, the people created that. Uh, and when I say the people created it, it's because you had people who were actually moving into these rent houses and they're paying up for a whole year. Or they're saying, hey, I can do a 14-month, 15-month, 16-month, 24-month lease. Um, I know you want 1700 but I can give you 2000 And once you see people doing that more than once, it becomes a thing. You know, it, it almost sets the tone for a new normal. So you had people who was out here doing it. And, of course, people talk. So if you see your buddy over here, he got two properties that um, went under a lease agreement and they each paid over the rent price. Then he's just like, OK, well, shoot, let's start asking people ahead of time. You know, what do you want to offer? Do you want to give more? Um in the actual email that I received from one agent, it was just saying like, hey, we have multiple applications, which is another word for offers, I guess. Uh, multiple applications on this property. Would you like to submit an offer? And then they gave us a list of things to keep in mind. And this is literally like talking to my client. It wasn't like, oh, hey, like talking to me. It was like talking to the client like, hey, these are some things that you can consider to um move ahead on a list like to get us to pick you over everybody else and I'm just like oh no absolutely not and in that case we still ended up getting the house but I was like just imagine if my clients were so scared and was like oh my god we gotta offer more they would offer more than what they wanted to all because the fear was created, you know, like, oh, oh, my God, it's multiple, multiple applications. We may not get it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, we can always look somewhere else. I mean, somewhere else. Excuse me. But yeah, I'm like, y'all let her almost like scaring people in a sense because they're trying to get away from that with the whole buying and um, selling. And y'all over here doing multiple offers on leases. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. And I just don't like it. I just do not like that. Um, so also when it comes to applications, dealing with realtors, the app fee, y'all, I had recently heard about some people, uh, using app fees to make money. I, that actually, that still has blew my mind because it just didn't run across my mind that people was going to be at her taking folks app fees and utilizing it so I had always noticed that um in our like notes or whatever when they're uh, telling you how to tell your client to apply for the property some people will say like hey make sure you sell me or like send it to my paypal or cash app me I'm like well why won't we do like the landlord right or like the owner or whatever or the property, I don't know, just something like try to set up a portal or something. Y'all really out here just accept the people's cash from Cash App, which really got me to thinking. I'm like, okay, say for instance, a person is um, asking for $60 for the application fee or whatever, right? You know, the app fee is used to basically pay um, the service to run your credit, run your background. If you got 20 people who apply to this property and they're each paying $60 and it's coming to your cash app or whatever, they make you you can make like 
Like, really, you can make, like, $1,200. I'm like, oh, my God. So then that kind of got me all nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, like, why are people out here doing this? Like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, y'all, this is not the right way to do things. So that's starting to bother me. I, I almost wish for my client to apply for a property that has some type of property management company attached to it, and they are, like, utilizing a portal where you can pay your funds through <clears throat> to have those services rendered for you because that whole sending to the cash out thing, I just don't trust it. So I'm literally telling my people like, make sure you take screenshots. Make sure you let me know. Don't just text me that. Send in an email. Like, let's keep track because I'm just like, I would hate to learn that one of the agents we were working with <clears throat> was taking money in a way that they weren't supposed to. Like, you know, mishandling people's funds and stuff like that to just make a quick dollar. Because all they have to do is tell you, hey, you didn't get approved for the property. That's it. You know, they don't have to do a whole big explanation or prove to you that you didn't get approved. All I have to do is just tell you that you didn't get approved or <laughs> do what everybody else do. Don't call you. Don't say nothing. Don't respond to no messages. They just don't call you no more. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but along with the app fee is the admin fee. I'm just figuring out, well, if I already done paid the application fee, who who is the admin? <laughs> who who are we paying? Who is the admin? Who is admin? Who is, who is doing this? Who? I only talked to one agent. Who is the admin part? Who running the paperwork? I just don't understand. Why do we have to pay over $100 for an admin fee? That's crazy to me. And then my favorite <clears throat> are the credit checks. The credit checks, the credit checks. I, I have an issue. And I know what some people are going to say. Sesame, credit checks are important because you want to make sure the person that is in your property is trustworthy. And I get that. I get that. <clears throat> I get that we don't want to just rent to any old body. But a lot of times I be want people to remember why some folks are renting. Some people are renting because their credit is low and they can't purchase. It's not that they don't have any money. It's not that they're not working. First of all, a lot of us are just now starting to understand what credit really is and what it means. Some of us are just now understanding that we have to establish some type of credit. Because if anybody's if anybody is like me, growing up, I was always told, stay away from credit cards, don't get no kind of credit, no nothing, right? So the only, only type of um, anything that I would have to even track and go on my credit history would probably be a car note. That's it. So if anybody else is like me, they ain't established none. Well, not me anymore, but I'm just saying like how I grew up. If you don't have nobody telling you anything, then you don't know. So it's almost like I be trying to, I be want to like tell the other realtors, like talk to your people and tell them that if five of the six things check out on the list, can you please go ahead and consider this person? You know, they don't have a background. Nobody's in trouble or anything. It's literally just their credit's a little low. And I know that some people do offer the double deposit. That's fine and dandy, but. You already asking for admin fees. You already asking for application fees. You already asking for a first month rent and a security deposit. Don't let them have a pet because then the pet got to pay rent and then the pet got a deposit and that's non refundable. You're asking for so many funds up front 
than just to crank out a second deposit and have that do at the same time. Sometimes it's tough. It really is. It's tough. And that kind of bothers me a little bit. I'm like, dang, man, like, I really wish I would try to take it a little easier or whatever. Like, you know, give people a chance. So, again, I, I get why the credit check is in place. I get why, you know, you want to charge somebody extra. It's just like when we're getting a loan. You buy the house. I tell people all the time, y'all want to do these down, pay, down payment assistance programs and stuff like that. They have qualifications. Like, you still have to meet certain requirements. You know, you got to have a certain credit score. You don't just go in there because you're a first-time home buyer and just get this incentive. That's not how it works. And then you have to understand that the lower your credit, the higher your interest may be because you are a risk. So, you know, again, I get it with the rent houses, but I guess I'm just thinking that most people do this as a... As a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like as an alternative to buying because they can't buy. They're they're really not in the position as of now to purchase, you know? So sometimes the whole credit thing kind of bothers me a little bit. And I wish there was a way where I could just kind of fix that for them. I try to highlight my clients in other areas when I feel like their credit is going to be weak. Um, But for the most part in this market, I haven't seen it working. So if you got any tips, tricks, anything you want to share with me, let me know. Um, but I don't have many people getting denied either, but I'm just saying though, I just know that, um, I've had a few people who truly made over the three times the income limit and were denied because their credit score was, and it actually wasn't even bad. Their credit score was fair. Um, they got denied because they weren't over like 650. One person told me we couldn't even show the home if the client wasn't over 680. I just think that type of stuff is extreme. You know what I'm saying? 680 credit score why would they be renting if they got a 680 credit score you know i don't know that type of stuff just bothered me and i'm just like y'all need to get over yourselves and i don't know a lot of times that that comes from the realtor they probably haven't discussed that with the landlord i'm just like you could have because this person is worried about worried about renting their home out they're worried about getting some money they're worried about making sure next month's mortgage is gonna be paid and hoping that they don't have to pay two mortgages so no and then while we're talking about the three times the income, the three times the rent amount. What in the hell is going on? And you know what? Sometimes I have to take these pauses because I have to really make sure that like I'm processing what I'm about to say. Because two times the rent was fine. I don't know what damn money these people think we making over here in Texas. We was over here just, you know living a good life and then all of a sudden last year y'all want to start saying make three times the rent but the payments the, you know the paychecks at work ain't changing you know folks still on the same salary but y'all don't went up on these rent houses and i gotta make three times the new rent amount um that's a lot that's a lot to ask for i think that's absolutely absurd who the hell is making three times seventeen hundred dollars in renting Again, most times you would want to be buying. That's what I feel. I feel like we're just going a little bit too far. Like three times the rent is tough. And again, we got a lot of single people out here. I don't want people to feel like they got to be with somebody in order to afford somewhere to stay. That's crazy. People got families. They got, you know, kids and other responsibilities to be taken care of. And you worried about them making three times the rent and then they can't 
get a place to stay because nobody won't accept them because they're not making three times the rent. And it's like, but who is? Because I bet you not. Most realtors who are doing really, 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 really awesome. They're not really worried about renting properties unless they are doing their own properties. So, again, talk to your landlords and make sure that they really want three times the rent. You don't always have to be a monkey see, monkey do situation, okay? I just think that is absurd. Three times the rent is crazy. Um, But moving along from the whole application process and what is involved with um, submitting the application and paying these fees... I want to talk to the realtors, okay? I kind of been talking to y'all anyway, but I'm going to keep talking to y'all. Don't be out here just acting like a regular real estate agent, okay? Communicate. Communicate. So the same way I was talking about, hey, you can just tell us up front, like if the house is not ready, you know, blah, 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 blah. Make sure that when a, when a realtor is bringing you some, like a potential tenant, and they got questions and they're asking you questions. Y'all, even if it's in the MLS, even even if you respond and just say, hey, you know, to answer your question, just go over MLS, look in this section. Like, it's okay to guide people. It's okay to talk. It's okay to have um, communication. Also, um, I, let me see, this past weekend, I had an issue where one of my clients apply for a house on their site, like the site for the property management company. And they got approved. I heard nothing. Nobody told me, it. like nobody from that company reached out to me. My clients had to tell me, they was like, oh, did you get the email? Like, oh my God, we got approved. And I'm like, I haven't gotten an email. So I asked them to send me the contact information. I follow up with that contact. No answer. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go back on the MLS, figure out who the listing agent is follow up with them i literally tried to reach out to this agent for almost a week okay leaving messages text messages um writing emails calling the office leaving messages at the office and i'm like man they making me feel like i'm crazy and i was like and i hope they don't think i'm deranged but i'm like bro y'all have not told me anything they're literally just communicating directly to my clients telling them what they need what they need to turn in what they need to give like just talking to my clients and so my clients are steady like hey you know they just sent us this what should we do they just sent us this and i'm like oh my god can you respond to them and tell them to call your agent talk to your agent and more so the reason being was for one, I do want them to acknowledge me as my client's realtor, okay? And then two, um, it was the fact that when we went to see the property, there was one part of the house that we didn't see. So we were trying to make sure that that door got unlocked and we could ensure that that room was really what it was supposed to be. So the day of when we toured, toured the house, contact the agent, asked was it still available. Agent responded, said yes. C- contacted them right back, literally in the same minute, to ask them about that one particular room that wasn't open. It had like a um a lock on it or whatever. And we're like, hey, we just want to know if we're able to see this. And no response. And then that's when it started. So my clients was like, well, man, you know, we really need someone to stay. We do like the place. Should we just apply? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's up to y'all. Like, I need y'all to be comfortable regardless or whatever, blah, blah. But if y'all apply and y'all get approved, I said, we have to make sure we see that room. And so, like I said, almost a week went by and the agent finally called me back and was just like, 
just real dry and snorky. And I was just like, okay, first of all, like, your job is done. Like, we got you a tenant, you know, they'll be moving in soon. Like, the job can be complete. I just need some assistance. I need some help. I need to make sure that I'm doing right by my clients. I don't want to send them somewhere and they only see 95% of the house. I just think that's unfair. I think that when we allow these showings to happen, we have to make sure that the house is accessible. And if you know it's not accessible, then you need to put notes and say that you know and why. It just helps us all out. Like, literally, it just helps us all out. So, we go back and forth, and the agent was just telling me how, like, they couldn't get anybody over there. Uh, we could wait two weeks and just all this stuff. And I'm like, no. Get this situated now. And I wasn't rude. As much as I wanted to cuss, I did not curse. But I did tell that person, I'm like, listen, we're not getting off this phone or I'm not going to leave you alone until you get somebody to open up that room today. Okay. And lo and behold, everything checked out. The room did look like the pictures that he sent over. But again, I just felt like my clients were supposed to be able to see the, the home in its entirety with their naked eye. Okay. Like, I just thought that was the right thing to do. And I didn't want to send him in or blindly. So, boom, we get that situation completed. And then I'm contacting him back like, okay, hey, you know, what documents do you need me to send over? Blah, 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 blah. No response. Called the office again. No response. So, now I'm all on their coattails, steady sending emails about, hey, here are my documents. I need you to do X, Y, Z. Make sure you got me down as a realtor. But they are not responding. So, I'm like, okay, we have to do better. Because just as, like, you're getting paid, I, I'm working to get paid, too. And, again, leases are not a lot. I'm not complaining and trying to, like, you know, down-talk it or anything and make it like I'm not appreciative because I'm appreciative for anybody who allows me to help them. I'm just saying that they do not pay a lot, though. They are, it's literally gas money, literally. But I just feel like if I've done my job and I try to make sure that my clients was top tier when they came to you, like, making sure that they was aware of everything. Like, you know, making sure that they're, they are in order when we, like, submit our stuff. Like, I just feel like y'all owe me that. Like, y'all can talk. You can communicate. It is okay for you to take a few minutes and just update a, um, another agent if they're asking for an update. I just, I, I don't know. And that, that started really just rubbing me the wrong way. And I'm like... I'm trying not to be one of them, like, tattletale agents, but I'm like, y'all, we got to do better. Like, that's not fair. And I just feel like that's wrong, and I don't want to go down as an agent who cusses people out either. So, it's it's a real thin line of trying to keep your, your cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to make sure that you're remaining professional. Um, And my clients was like, well, maybe they just don't want to pay you. And I'm like, and even if that's the case, that's wrong, too. That's wrong, too. Like, why would you not? We supposed to be like real to sisters and brothers. Everybody supposed to be real to cousins. You remember I told y'all I call y'all real to cousins? Come on now. Why would you not want your family to get paid, man? You know what I'm saying? So I do understand that, you know, everybody's running their own business as a realtor. And I do understand that everybody has like different personalities. But I just feel like one thing that should be standard is to just do right by people. Do right and communicate. That's it. We don't ask for a whole lot. Um, and also when we talked about the listings and how they don't look like the pictures, realtors, I'm just going to reiterate this again. If your client them, especially if the house is vacant, if the house is vacant, get somebody over there to just check on the house once a week and clean it. 
In that case, you really don't have to talk to your, the, the landlord about it. You don't have to really fuss at them too much. Get some, you go over there, get a broom, and just sweep. Get you some uh, Lysol, Clorox wipes or whoever, and wipe down some counters real quick. It's okay for you to go over there and check on your listing. Because at the end of the day, your name is on it in the MLS. Go over there and check on it. Go over there and freshen it up. If it's 15 bugs on the floor, go over there and get them bugs up out of there so they don't look like the place is infested with roaches. Okay? It is okay for y'all to clean up. It's okay for you to sweep. It's okay for you to pay for maybe somebody to come over and mow the lawn. You mow the lawn. You do it. Especially if it's a small lawn. Just do it. Do whatever you can to make sure your stuff look good because it's a reflection of you. And I'm telling you, when we walk into these places, when they don't smell good, that's the quickest way for somebody to turn around and be like, uh-uh, never mind. Because they're going to feel like, oh, if this is how the house look, like they didn't take the, they didn't take in account to like, oh, hey, I need to clean it and check on it, that means they're not going to care when I live here. When I have a problem or a work order, nobody's going to solve it. So, Realtors, please make sure that you are checking on your listings. Make sure they look good. It is listen, y'all. We have to put up the extra um and making sure that we look good, making sure that everything that is attached to us look good, and making sure that we're just leaving the best impression. Like I just think that's the the main thing here. Make sure you're leaving the best impression when it comes to these these um leases. Just because you don't make a lot, don't mean you gotta treat it as such. Okay, this is still this is still a place where a person is going to lay their head. They're going to bring their family here. Their kids are going to crawl on the floor if they have little babies. Their dogs are going to be here. You know, this is still a place of um, what somebody would want to consider a place of peace, you know, a place of comfort, because this is going to be the place that they're going to call home at least for the next year. So that's a big thing. Let's try to do our due diligence and keeping our listings looking nice. Let's act like we care, okay? That's all I'm saying. Act like we care. Now, on to these potential clients, all right? Clients, y'all are on the chopping block. Listen here, and it's going to be quick. Do not lie to us. Do not lie to your realtor, okay? If you know your credit low, say something ahead of time. Let's talk about it and let's come up with an explanation. Because as long as we can address stuff, usually that can get you in the door. You need to be able to explain why your credit low. If you have some prior evictions, please have an explanation for them. Please have some kind of proof to show that you done paid something off, okay? If you haven't, go down there and talk to the office if you can still reach them and pay it off. Figure that out. But whatever you do, do your due diligence too. You got to make sure that y'all do not lie to us because I do not like looking bad. Okay. I take you for your word. And then when I submit your stuff and then they come back and they start telling me all these things they found and like, you didn't know this. And I'm like, hold on. They kidnapped somebody. Wait, what? What, what, you, what are you talking about? Like, don't lie. If you know it's someone on your background, say something because your realtor will tell you if it's worth filling out an application or not. Period. This is the time where, like, things are so irky right now. Like, we already know stuff is inflated. We already know people frustrated. We already know that things are going fast. So this is not the time to really be lollygagging. Like, it's the time to really be on it and to be upfront and to be honest. So let your realtor know everything that's going on. 
so that they can better help you address those situations and make you look good so that you can get your um your applications accepted. I almost said office. Your applicant because you know they ask for office. Your uh your applications accepted, okay? Also, communication. If we say, hey, this is the application that you need to fill out, please make sure that you fill it out. Our DocuSign links don't last long, okay? Please make sure you're doing that. If we say, hey, we need you to fill out this, we need you to fill out that, y'all, please go ahead and fill it out. Don't say you forgot. We can't keep hearing we forgot three days in a row. We still have things that we have to do to meet compliance with our brokerages. We still have documents that we have to submit and that we have to show that this deal is even real. You know, um, I can't always complain about the agent on the other side because sometimes it's our clients. They're waiting on things. You want to apply? Nobody ain't waiting on you because all they going to do is say, you know, we take us long, move on to the next. Because sometimes when they say they got 20 applications, they really mean they got 20 applications. Not all the time, but sometimes they do. So you have to come prepared. You have to know like, okay, boom, this is what I want to do. Be open and honest and follow up, okay? Communication is key as well. The same way you want me to jump up when you message me about a house you saw and want to come over and come see that house, we're not going to go see anything that you don't qualify for. I will probably ask you, how much do you make? Because if you do not make three times whatever house you're trying to see, I'm not going to go take you to go see it. It is a time where we have to start putting our foot down, not in a mean way, but just in a way where it's like we do not want to waste each other's time, especially mine. Okay, I do not want to waste my time. I want to be as valuable as I can to you and as helpful as I can. And one way to do that is to make sure that we are uh, managing each other's time. We are being respectful of each other's time. So y'all got to start being honest. Don't lie. Okay. I try to tell my people up front, they're going to ask for these funds up front. Do you have it? Please say you do. Do not wait until the day before you got to submit your um security deposit and your rent. Talking about, oh, well, can you ask them on the security deposit? Can I do like a payment plan or something? No, no, no. You said you was going to have these funds. This is what they need. We don't have time for no payment plans. You need to be able to come up with the funds. If you don't have it, it is okay. Trust me, I'm not going to look at you funny. Because half the time, the stuff that y'all put up for, um, put up to move in, I'm like, hell, I paid that for a closing cost. So, I don't feel no type of way. I just want to be... I just want to make sure that I'm not leading the other agent on. Because then when I got to go back and tell them that you're not ready or you don't have it, that makes us look bad. I don't want to be known as the real to like, oh, well, shoot. Every time she sends somebody, they they struggling. They can't get it together. They act like they don't understand or, you know, they're never prepared. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I don't want you out here looking crazy, so don't have me out here looking crazy. So, clients, we going to need y'all to get it together, okay? Remember, this is a team effort and there is no I in team, okay? So, you know what, you guys, I think that's going to wrap it up today about um, about leases. I really just wanted to get that all off my chest, talking about these leases, because they have been frustrating me, especially when I go and see these places that are dirty. You know, we really have to do better by that. Um, like I said, the rent prices, all of it may be inflated or it could just be our new norm, y'all. And I know we may not like it, but we have to just adjust and we have to keep moving. 
You know, we got to keep going forward. And I will do whatever I can to make sure that you are comfortable. You know, when I, I'm not saying to just go with any old house. No, I, I still want to make sure that that house is suitable for you um, and that it's not a hazard. Okay. And while I'm talking to my clients, also talking to my fellow realtors, make sure you are taking pride in your listings, okay? Make sure you're taking pride in them. Make sure you're having those conversations with your clients who um, are going to be landlords and letting them know, like, how important it is to make sure that that place feels like home because that's how you create longevity. That's how you're going to create the tenants who stay for more than a year. That's how you're going to make sure that you get your passive income. So, again, I thank you guys so much for tuning in with me um, and listening to me rant about leases today. (laughs) I should have something else coming up in regards to leases. Um, So, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, But, again, remember, this is the Open House Podcast. And this is where you are open to feel how you feel, say what you say, and do what you do. Um, make sure y'all sign in, make sure y'all visit me at sis, the realtor on IG, drop your comments. Let me know you're listening and be sure to share this episode. Please, please, please share this episode. I thank you guys again. I'll see y'all next week.